everybody, and I believe absolutely everybody can become a sales pro. Don't believe me? Tune into this episode of Sales Team Rescue. Hit the music. I'm Sales Team Turnaround Specialist, Jeremy DeMerchant. And each week I bring sales leaders like you, experts and insights that will help you level up your leadership, motivate like a master, and ultimately crush your comp plan. If it's time to raise the bar on your team's performance, then it's time for Sales Team Rescue. Welcome, welcome, welcome to Sales Team Rescue, episode number 125. I'm your host, Jeremy DeMerchant, and today I want to talk to you about the fact, I think it's a fact, maybe it's my opinion actually, but I want to talk to you about the idea that anyone can become a sales pro. Now, you might disagree with me, that's okay, hear me out, and if you're still at the end of this conversation, still disagree with me, let me know. If you're watching on YouTube, um, I want your opinion in the comments. If you are listening on the podcast, great, shoot us a note, go to salesteamrescue.com, tell us what you think of this conversation, because I want you engaged, okay? So I truly believe that anybody can become a salesperson, and not just a salesperson, a sales professional, as in they're seriously good at sales. And I broke down the process into three key things that I believe salespeople, or even if you're not a salesperson right now, three things you need to do if you want to become a successful salesperson. And these aren't the specific things you need to do, like cold calling or emailing. These are the things that I want you to think about, the the, the higher level conversations. So I'm not going to hand you a cheat sheet to how to close the most sales by the end of this week. But what I am going to share with you is the three points that will make you a top salesperson. And the way that's going to work is by pushing yourself. So hear me out. Three simple points, but very valuable points because they really do, I guess, meet us right where we struggle, which for the most part is right between our ears, right? We're all in our head. And I think that's the biggest challenge. So if you're someone that is convinced that you're not a good salesperson, or if you're someone that is new to sales, or you're someone that's great, but you want to get even better, this episode is going to be for you. Okay, so here's the deal. When it comes to becoming a salesperson, the three key things that you need to do are as follows. Now, number one, you need to be willing to push yourself outside your comfort zone. Sales is nothing more than helping somebody understand a problem or challenge that they have and then helping them solve it. That's it. Or if you want to go even more um, on the emotional side of it, sales is helping somebody understand that you've got them covered, creating that feeling of, I got you. That's what a good sales professional does. Okay. So sales is actually really, really simple. We get caught up in the complexities of the things that we need to do and the stories that we tell ourselves. So with this first piece, be willing to step outside your comfort zone. In fact, be willing to push yourself because you might need to. Okay. We're, we love being safe. We love being warm and cuddly. Cuddly? Yeah. Well, warm. I'm thinking that we wake up in the morning. And it's cool in the room, warm in the bed. We want to stay cuddled up in the blankets. That's our comfort zone. And that's cool. But if you were to stay there, you don't get anything done. And so think about what is your, your comfort zone, your blanket wrapped state in your professional world that's holding you back. And is it really, really that bad if you were to, you know, stick your foot out from under the, the blanket and put it on that cool floor? Like, what's the worst that's going to happen? Well, 
we tell ourselves these horrible stories for what's the worst that's going to happen, especially when it comes to sales activity. And so I'm going to touch on a few of the things, the, the stories that we tell ourselves, but I want to focus on what we need to be prioritizing our energy and our focus on. So we might tell ourselves like, okay, I'm not a good salesperson or, oh, sales is sleazy or sketchy or selfish or all about the money or in, you know, insert blank, right? Sales is blank, fill in the blank. You can come up with lots of words. I think sales is freedom. I think sales is an amazing skill that will literally change your life if you allow it to. But not everybody agrees with me because they don't understand. They see sales based on a story that they've been told or they tell themselves. And maybe this is you and that's okay. But based on how somebody behaves. And maybe it's Danny DeVito from the movie Matilda in the 90s where he's a used car salesman and he's really shady and he's just out to close the sale. Or maybe uh, you are thinking about you know, I'll go back in the day and reference a, a, a profession that's not around anymore. The encyclopedia salesperson. And maybe they were really pushy. Maybe you were home as a kid and you heard the encyclopedia salesperson come to the door and your mom or your dad answered the door. And whether or not they bought, you saw that there was this negative experience. They were upset. They were angry. They were frustrated, maybe. Or maybe they didn't have the money and they felt like they were being pushed into a sale. Well, that can be your reality on sales if you let it, but that doesn't serve you in the same way that if you're a sales professional or you want to be a sales professional, you're looking at the different activities that you may be required to do based on your role and telling yourself all the worst stories about it. So for example, if you are someone who, or if you want to be in a role, if you're not in the role already, if you want to be in a role or you are in a role where you just deal with inbound leads, great. That means the hard part, I think anyway, the hard part is taken care of. Leads are showing up to you. That's great. You just need to be amazing at the sales conversations. You need to be amazing at follow-up. You need to be amazing at closing. And you need to really want to help people. So I can make it sound super simple in that context. But if you're going to tell yourself all these negative stories that aren't going to serve you, it's not going to help you move forward. What are those negative stories? Well, maybe you're going... They're going to get on the call and realize I've never done this before and I'm going to lose a sale. I'm never going to close a sale. Oh my goodness, because I've, um, I've got no experience. Oh, I don't have any experience in the industry that I'm selling in. I have no idea what's happening. Or um, I'm going to get on the call and someone's going to be mean because I'm trying to sell them something. Okay, there's lots of things you can tell yourself. And hopefully me sharing that didn't trigger some more things for you. What I would challenge you to focus on is what is the best case scenario? And I've been really lucky to spend a lot of my life focusing on what is the best case scenario. It doesn't always come out as the best case scenario, but that's where I try to focus my energy because I would love to plan and expect the best. And if I fall a little bit short, eh, that's life. But why would I want to aim for mediocre and miss that goal? Like I want to aim for amazing. And if I fall short, eh, so what? So I want you to take the same approach to your sales. Instead of expecting the worst case scenario and things getting even worse, why don't you go and expect the best scenario? And if it's not perfect, so what? So I want to challenge you to think about anything that you're nervous about doing. And it doesn't even need to be within sales. Anything in your life. Maybe there's an uncomfortable conversation that you need to have with somebody because it's causing stress in your life. Maybe there's a friend or a former friend, a colleague who whatever, 
who you need to have a conversation with about giving you some space because them being around is, you know, not positively influencing your life, right? This can apply to all this stuff, but let's go back to sales. In the sales conversation, I want you to focus on the best case scenario, the best possible outcome. So for example, if you see a call booked, you see information about a person, hopefully they've filled with some information and you want to jump in that call. Well, I want you to focus on, hey, you know, they're going to show up. Okay, that's one. You're super pumped because they're going to show up. You're going to get to know a really great person, learn about an amazing company if you're doing B2B sales, and you're going to help them identify and solve a problem. And they are, and, and I would imagine that they have been waiting to have this problem solved for months, maybe even years. And it's going to be one of those scenarios where they say, thank goodness you came along. And I've had those moments and they're amazing. I've had people... Um, say that you know that God has um, put them on a call with me and I was going to change their life. That's a lot of pressure. But that can happen where people are so excited to have connected with you that you have a huge long-term impact in their life. So imagine that is your reality. Don't imagine the no-show. Don't imagine the person that might hang up. Imagine the person that's so grateful for you to be there that when you have a moment of doubt or you're nervous about jumping on the call, you're focused on you don't want to let that person down by not showing up. Does that make sense? Focus on the best case scenario. And that way you're going to be more motivated to be successful. If you're sitting there going, yeah, I don't know. Maybe they're not going to show. I hope they don't show. Oh, I'm nervous. Um, Okay, well, I'll jump on the call and I'll sit here and wait. Oh, man, are they going to show up? You know what? It's been two minutes. They're late. Uh, No, I'm just going to I'm just going to cancel the call. I'm just going to close off Zoom or whatever. And If that's your energy, then even when they do show up, you're not in the right state of mind to really help them identify and solve their problem. But if you can focus your energy on how amazing this is going to be, then they jump on. You're like, hey, you know what? I'm super pumped to, to, to meet you. I've read a little bit about your business and I'd love to learn more. And you just go on and just be enthusiastic. People like people that are excited to talk to them. Think of the last time a negative experience came from somebody being excited to talk to you. Now, assuming you don't have some kind of stalker or something, um, the last time someone was excited to talk to you might have been a child who hadn't seen you. Maybe it's a, your child. Maybe it's a niece or nephew. Um, you know, it could be anyone, but someone that's really excited and it feels so good. You imagine having a kid running up to you, auntie your uncle or whatever. I missed you. That feeling you get. Well, I want you to create that for your prospects on the other end of that call. Be so excited that they can't help but be excited to hear from you. Okay, you don't have to be over the top, and that's a whole other conversation about tone and pace. Um, I think we got into it in a previous episode. But I want you to focus on the best case scenario. That needs to be the key for what you're doing. Okay, so you need to be willing to push yourself outside that comfort zone, and focusing on the positive is going to help you get there. Okay, if you focus on the negative and you talk yourself out of it, you're being selfish. You're giving into your fear and your doubt instead of prioritizing the needs of somebody else. Now, if you're not an inbound salesperson, you're not someone that's just the closer waiting for the person to jump on the call, you need to do outreach. It's the same thing. If you need to do cold calling, cold emailing, whatever, the story that you tell yourself is going to define your results. Your results don't define the story that you tell yourself. So turn things around. If you're nervous about making that first cold call, by the way, When you're new to cold calling, your first calls always suck. 
I suck when it comes to cold calling. If, if even if I have had haven't done it in months, my first call is always a write off. It happens. You got to get back into the flow. There's a mindset shift, and if you prep yourself properly, you can minimize that mindset. There that you know that gap where you're trying to get back up to speed. So make sure that you're focusing on the best case scenario. I'm going to call this person and I'm going to get right to the CEO and they're going to be excited to speak to me. Or I'm going to get to um, the administration desk and I'm going to share them just enough with them to get them excited. They're going to be pumped to pass me through to the CEO or whoever the decision maker is. Be excited like that. Will you be disappointed? Maybe. But I would much rather you be excited and go and, and reset that mindset time after time after time as much as you can instead of going in going oh hello yeah you don't happen to want to buy my stuff do you like that's not going to get you anywhere okay so think of the best possible scenario pump yourself up to do the best job you possibly can and then when you move forward you're going to have a much greater chance at, at being successful even like and the difference in this attitude is so huge versus not having it because even if you jump on someone on a lead with someone who or on a call with someone, sorry, that wasn't going to move forward or was very unlikely to be sold, your enthusiasm alone can help them move forward. Okay, get excited for them. There's nothing wrong with that. So that's number one. Be willing to push yourself outside your comfort zone. Now, number two is analyze what the results really mean. And what I mean by this is that if you jump on that call, and I'm going to pick on cold calling a little bit, when you jump on that cold call, and you get hung up on. What does that mean? Well, it depends. Was it one call? Then it means nothing. Okay. Was it a hundred calls? You're getting hung up on a hundred calls? That great. You're saying something wrong. But part of this is learning the process as well. So I want you to focus on analyzing what this data means. What do the results mean? If you've if you've only done two sales calls and both of them were no, that's not a failure. In fact, the fact that you spoke to two people is a success, okay? When it comes to things like um, a lot of clients talk to me about webinars and webinar results, and they say, oh, you know, I didn't get any sales from the webinar. Okay, well, how many people were on it? Oh, well, I had 40 people sign up. Okay, great. How many showed up? Well, 10. Okay, and how many of the 10 stayed to see the final offer? Uh, four. Okay, so the average close rate on a successful webinar is 10%. If you didn't have 10 people see the offer, then it's unlikely that you're going to have one person buy. So the, and what that means is the data is inconclusive. If only four people showed up to the webinar, doesn't mean the offer was bad. It means you didn't have enough people get there. The big things to look at are where were people dropping off? Why did they drop off? Why on earth did 40 people sign up and only 10 show up in the first place? Let's look at that part of the funnel, right? So I give this as an example and we're a little bit, you know, sidetracked into the marketing, marketing world, but I want you to think about the context of what each thing means. Did you send 10 emails and only get one reply or did you send a hundred emails and only get one reply? And if you did send a hundred emails and only get one reply of those hundred emails, can we see how many actually got delivered? Can we see how many got opened and pay attention to the things that get people to act like the, the one, the email has to get into their inbox Two, the subject line is what makes people open three. The body 
is what makes people reply or click if you've got something that you want to click in the email. So that's really important. So don't just because you're getting a final result and it's not the one you want, it doesn't mean the process is broken. It doesn't mean you failed. It means that you need to analyze what's going on. If you do 100 sales calls, let's say you do 100 cold calls. You only get 10 people to pick up. You get one sales conversation and it doesn't close. Great. Well, having one sales conversation that doesn't close is not bad in and of itself. Now, is only having one sales conversation come from 10 people picking up? Is that bad? Maybe. Maybe we can make it better. But out of the 100 emails, can we have more people, or sorry, the, the 100 phone calls, can we have more people actually pick up? Okay, these are the things we need to ask ourselves. If you are having a negative experience at first, don't let that be the end of the experience. Um, I had a friend a few years ago who started her own digital marketing company and she was actually going door to door. And I remember she walked into a dentist office and they basically shut her down. She was offering lead generation services. They basically shut her down, said, nope, not interested. And she felt, and she left and she came out and she called me. She was like, yeah, that didn't go well. That was horrible. And I said, great, you need to keep going. We can't have your first experience, your only experience going door to door end negatively you need to keep going and the next door she walked into was i believe was a real estate brokerage they invited her right in showed her around the office didn't have an urgent need for the business but she got to meet every single person and i believe there were multiple realtors in that office which had lots of future opportunity i said great now you got a 50 50 success right they didn't she, she didn't get the business that day but there was opportunity so one negative experience one positive experience keep going. There's not enough data to actually make a conclusion. So I say all this to highlight this second point, analyze what the results really mean. We are going to get discouraged if we focus on the negative. Oh my gosh, I made 10 calls. Nobody picked up. I'm bad at cold calling. No, you're not bad at cold calling. Maybe you shouldn't have done it at eight o'clock at night when you're calling office numbers. That's why nobody picked up, right? There's other factors to consider. So consider those factors. And think about what you can do differently to change the result. Okay, there's no good and bad. There's other things that there are only things that work and don't work. And you're going to get lots of things that don't work before you get to the point of where something does work. So don't let the results that you're, the emotional side of it, impact the story you're telling yourself. Analyze it from an analytical perspective first before you start telling yourself stories. Okay, so let's ima imagine you push yourself through. Um, this discomfort, you do make the cold calls, you, you make them and the results aren't what you want. Make sure you analyze that data to see what they really mean in the grand scheme of things. Okay. Now on top of that, here's the thing. Failure is not, not getting the sale That's a double negative, but okay. Failure isn't a lack of sales. Failure is throwing in the towel. So when it comes to you wanting to be a sales pro, you need to continually iterate the process, making changes time after time after time. Only change one thing at once, by the way. We're not going to talk too much about the, the testing, but you need to iterate and know that part of the success, part of the payoff, and this is point number three, part of the payoff is more than just closing the sale and getting a commission check. Part of the payoff is the journey. Now, that might sound a little bit Hallmark cardish, but 
the things that you learn along the way make you a better person. And those are skills that you can take with you anywhere you go in the future. So focus on that. Don't get discouraged if you're not making a sale day one or day two. Focus on what's the process you're going through. What's the activity you're doing? What are you tracking? What are you improving? And if you need other people to come in and look at your data, that's part of, you know, if you're on, on a team, that's what a good sales manager does. My team brings me in to look at their data all the time and talk about, hey, these are like for email, for example, what's the open rate? Uh, first, what's the deliverability? What's the open rate? What's the click-through rate? Um, what's the reply rate? And we look at all these to see what makes sense. And we can make some assumptions to fill in the gaps. Hey, a pile of people opened this email, but nobody did anything else. Great. I'm going to assume the subject line's amazing, but the body kind of needs some work. So we stick with the same subject line, but change the content of the email. And then we try it again. Okay. That testing is the journey and that's part of the payoff. So that's it. Okay. To become a sales pro and everybody I believe can become a sales pro. If you are one willing to push yourself outside your comfort zone. Okay. The people that just say, I'm not a salesperson. I'm not good at it. Most cases they've stopped or you've stopped pushing yourself outside your comfort zone. Be willing to do it. Okay. Push yourself outside, push yourself outside of your comfort zone. Number two, analyze what the results really mean. Don't go for the emotional side of the results. Be analytical when you assess what the results actually mean. And then three, remember that the journey itself is part of the payoff. And if you can keep those three things in mind and practice them, practice pushing yourself outside your comfort zone, practice keeping the emotion out of how you analyze the data to determine what's working and what's not. And just know that this is part of the payoff being in this journey and experiencing it. If you can do that and you continue to do it, it is darn near impossible for you to not get a, eventually get results. Now, maybe you need someone come in and coach certain things. Like if you realize you've had 10 sales calls and none of them move forward. Great. Well, you might need to have somebody come in and coach you through the sales process or the sales conversations. That's okay. Push yourself outside your comfort zone. Bring somebody in that's an expert in that that can give you that feedback. Okay. Or the sales process. If your your emails aren't going through, um, and you know you're struggling to get people to be opening your emails, great. Do some research on ideas for subject lines or the structure for cold emails. Um, Alex Berman has a fantastic course called Email 10K. I think it's email10k.com. Um, go check that out. Phenomenal course. I'll give you all you need about cold email. So there's lots of resources to go to, but you are the one that gets to experience it. You, I mean, even just pushing yourself outside your comfort zone is coaching in and of itself for you, which means that's going to make you more comfortable pushing the boundaries in other areas of your life as well. And I promise you, if you simply just push yourself outside your comfort zone, you'll change your life, especially if you do it consistently. But if you want to be a sales pro, push those boundaries. Okay. Push yourself outside that comfort zone. Analyze what the results mean without the emotion tied into it. And finally, remember that part of the payoff is the journey. Okay, guys. So that's it for episode 125 of Sales Team Rescue. Again, I'm your host, Jeremy Demerchant. And remember, if you want to catch the recordings of this episode and previous episodes, go to salesteamrescue.com. If you are watching this on YouTube, do me a favor. Give me a like, give me a subscribe. If you are listening on the podcast, please subscribe um, and share this stuff. Do you know someone who you think would be great in sales, but they're scared of it? 
or they're telling themselves a story that's not serving them, share this episode with them. Let's go help people become better salespeople. Because when you become a better salesperson, that means you become better at working with people, dealing with people, and understanding what people need from an emotional perspective, and also assessing their needs from an analytical perspective. And I will tell you, being good in sales helps with personal relationships, professional relationships. It, it just makes life so much easier when you're competent, and I would say really good in sales. Okay, so take advantage of that. Share this with somebody. And until next time, remember, get uncomfortable, get results. If you want to book a call with yours truly, pop over to salesteamrescue.com and we will see if you are ready to increase your sales or grow your sales team. Okay, guys? So we see you next week. Cheers. Take care of yourself. Thanks for joining me. Let's keep the conversation going. You can find more episodes and a link to join our online community over at salesteamrescue.com. If you haven't already, be sure to hit subscribe and give the show a review to help us reach more sales leaders like you. If you'd like our support in creating your own high-performance sales team, book a call with us at salesteamrescue.com.